Hello, hello. Welcome to the Back Porch Podcast. I'm Corey Dempsey. And I'm Andrew Bean. This week, we are reflecting on our recent viewing of Black Widow, the newest installment in the MCU. And about a month ago, we recorded a MCU superhero draft. So after we kind of do our reflections on the MCU and our you know, thoughts on Black Widow, we'll cut to that draft. It was a lot of fun. We all drafted five superheroes plus a sixth man. And... Yeah, we'll talk more about that when we get there. But to join us in this episode, both in the draft and in our reflections of MCU, is the co-founder of Gotham Podcast Studio and Tandem Podcasts, Mike Ortiz. What's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, Corey? What's up, Beam? How you guys doing? Hey, man. Yeah, because you're you you're like well, super fan. You're you're a fan of this. What what level of a fan would yeah. you say you are of the Marvel Universe? Yeah, so I, I, I've been collecting since I was a kid. I've got every issue of the original Civil War and every uh, variant. I've got uh, the tie-ins, too, like everything. I'm like comics, uh, MCU. Uh, I used to have the, you know, as a kid, the action The 90s cartoons, oh, my God. They, those changed my childhood. Like, the... Oh, my God. I just... I always... That's, like... Like, I'm probably going to have that for my wedding music when I walk in, is the X-Men thing. Oh, my God, I can't wait for that. That's hilarious. Wait, like, are you serious? Is that actually going to be a thing? Like, are you going to do that? It might that, It might be. I don't know. I, don't, I don't let know, me maybe. down, and then I'm at your wedding. And <laughs> I'm just booing. Is your, is your future wife going to allow that? That's pretty awesome. I haven't run a buyer yet. I just thought of it now. <laughs> oh, this is a right now thought. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to get approval. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All so right. Beam, what are we drinking this week, dude? So uh, we, I searched far and wide for this beer. I, it, we wanted something, obviously, that was going to be themed, and what we ended up going with was a beer called Marble of Doom uh, 4. Marble of Doom 4, I believe it was, yeah. From, was, yeah, sorry, we don't have it now. That kind of just gives it away. We don't have it. We, I drank it all. We were going to save one, and I was like, it was staring at me in the fridge. I'm like... Fuck it. No, I, I want this. Um, it was a delicious beer, though. Made by KCBC, fruited sour. Uh, it was absolutely delicious. Um, it just, it, everything about what KCBC does and their labels are very comic book-esque uh, in a lot mm. of ways. So anyways, yeah. we're going to be drinking a stand-in beer for the beer crack. It's But it's a wonderful stand-in beer. It's called Echoes in Eternity from Unified. So let's let's give it a crack. So, Ortiz, as the resident super fan of the MCU, why don't you kick us off? What do you love about it so much, and why do you feel like the movie franchise specifically is so enduring and popular and, quite frankly, profitable? Dude, how could you not love it? It's like, you know, it's you're taking these brilliant cre- like creations from comic books and, like, your, chi- like your childhood, putting them on the big screen and doing something totally different. Do you guys remember, you know, you had Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, and at the very end, you had Thunderbolt Ross walking into the, the freaking the bar. It's like, dude, he was on the Hulk movie, and now he's over here. He, like, broke a rule. I'm like, what the fuck? You can't do that. And then after that, it was like the gloves are off. Then you had, like, Iron Man popping up here, or Tony Stark in cameos, and, like, Nick Fury in the... 
the, the Iron Man two, I just feel like it changed the world. Like it changed inter- it changed that like nerdy comic book fan, and it just like ten xed it, made it super exciting, and it's like, man, it is so freaking cool. The fact that we uh, we look, guys, we're so lucky to be alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love you that remember? you just, like, broke for a second. You're like, guys, hold on, just real talk? Do you remember when Cat picked up that goddamn hammer? And, like, dude, yeah, it's it, the, first, yeah. the first Avengers, remember when you, that circle, and you got Hulk and the fucking Thor and Captain and Black Widow Hulk, and you're like, what the fuck? Whoa! It's the shit that you wanted in the other films, for sure. And, like, the way that you just brought that up, though, um, how it was kind of, it was... It was breaking boundaries in the sense of, like, you can't do that. You just broke a rule. You were just in this movie. Yeah. The way you – it made me forget because I just got so used to it. I was like, yeah, it's a fucking thing. Stop freaking out about it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Ortiz, you mentioned how seeing these superheroes and these, like, childhood icons of yours up on the big screen is so exciting – And I completely agree with you, but, you know, other movies such as the DC universe, like no shots, but it's not nearly as good. So why is the MCU and what's been so successful about these films specifically as kind of a franchise and the way they kind of weave it all together? Yeah, that's a a great question. I feel like it's just they did it so right with timing, like. You needed to you needed to like like these characters like each one needed their own movie and Marvel figured that like early on so it's like okay we had Iron Man like, boom boom we got the second one out we, we we where's Cap where's Thor like we don't have rights to the X Men we don't have the Fantastic Four we need to make these characters that aren't the most popular characters because they didn't have really cool '90s TV series with great theme music into these really these iconic like really make these comic book iconic characters like cool in the movie universe. So I feel like they took their time. They made you love them. They, they, they broke this humor stuff. Like they took cool music and humor. And I feel like the humor that the MCU has brought to these movies that like personalized the humor that we can all resonate with, like is so freaking cool. Like I like a guardians of the galaxy with their music choices and just Mm. the way they respond. It's just, it's so funny how they rag on each other. Like, we just, you know, they MCU knows the formula. I know they're like changing and stuff to keep it fresh. I feel like sometimes we're getting some of the same thing, but besides those one little, mo- it's just there's so much good that I can't even look at these little minute things because it's. And I think DC's doing great. I mean, the, Z- the Snyder Cut really cleaned they, that clean shit up. They're man. trying. <laughs> they're trying. Yeah. No, but it, it, they can't compare. They don't have the time. It's already like they're so back there, and then. The, yeah, it's just they, they MCU's got the right people on it. Like I feel like not to go on a tangent, but Star Wars is doing the same thing now. They got true fans making this shit. Like Kev, Kevin Feige is like he's the dude that played with the action figures when he's a kid. That's who I want making these movies. Like you don't got like who, the guy who made the X Men or the like they like the shit, but they're not like they're not the people that were like that are super fans. Those are the people that make the best movies. So I feel like the MCU has those super fans. They're not like. The super fans are in charge, not like not the not the corporate, you know, D, D, DC executives. You got like saying the final say, like you got good people, like make like people that really care about these characters making these movies. And I feel like that's what keeps it apart. And I feel like they they they're tweaking that formula to make it better. And that's how come it's still relevant and cool. And we're it's like what thirty movies in or not not that many, but like twenty something, twenty four now. So 24. you know, I'm really glad you brought up yeah. Kevin Feige because. I feel like he's the unifying force between all these movies as like the producer. And I feel like because Mm -hmm. 
and, and it's not like he's ruling with an iron fist, but because you have one person with kind of a unified vision who then is bringing all these collaborators in, it allows for kind of a seamless nature that transitions between the movies. Whereas with a lot of the DC movies, there's such varying tones that they don't really know what they're trying to do. So it's like kind of off-putting in moments, but with the MCU, you always know you, you have, and yes, it can get formulaic, but I feel like they keep it fresh enough and the characters are so likable and the casting choices are fucking brilliant and so charismatic that you just don't really care if it gets a little bit formulaic and it never does feel like it gets stale. And I every never time notice it, does, it getting formulaic. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I, it's not something I've picked up on sort of at this stage. It's just like the quippy one-liners. Like, you always know when they're coming, but, like, they're always funny, so it doesn't really matter. Keep them coming. Yeah, I, I love them. <laughs> so, Beam, you were, you were somewhat new to this. You know, you had ignored... I, aren't I new to everything at this stage <laughs> that we're talking about movies in this regard? Like, do we have to do that intro? I mean, sure, yeah. yeah I, I, I absolutely was new. I, Dude, I just didn't... Well, again, I, I know I bring it up a lot. When your wife doesn't really want to watch movies all that much, you, you, you choose your time wisely when you get the opportunity to watch a movie. And for some reason, I don't know, I just, like, wasn't interested uh, in, in it all. I think it, it was almost, it had, like, the DMB effect to me, the, the Dave Matthews effect. Everyone was super obsessed with it, and they were talking about it a lot, and I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know if I want, like, it was one of those things where people just seemed way too into it, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to get into this right now. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. I enjoy it, but I don't want to be like this guy, um, kind of thing. But yeah, and then I got laid off, and (laughs) and I had a lot of time on my hands, and I had my sister's Disney Plus subscription. Sorry, Disney. Um, They may come after me. I think probably after saying that, but uh, no, actually, that's allowed. Uh, You're allowed to do that. They 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 allow you to. It's a family friendly company. Yes. Yes. Um, They own UFC. Uh, So yeah. uh, No, and and so sort of with that, um, I I had the time to watch all of these movies, and yeah, they are just super entertaining. Like. I think a lot of the action is done very well. And, you know, you guys both kind of said it in Ortiz. You said it, you, you got the right people and in the right kind of time. And I do, re- and I didn't even think about that too. When you have actual fans making this, because yeah, before you just had people like, well, I'm going to take the comic book movie and uh, I'm going to really mess with the formula here and just really make it my own. Like, no one was able to do that a little bit. I'm not going to say that he was probably a massive Batman comic book fan. Um, but he had the right tone because Batman's kind of a more complex character right yeah so you know nolan is a good guy to do that and play with those ideas of good and evil but give him like iron man he'd be like yeah i don't know (laughs) no but it's like having john favreau having robert downey jr with like this quippy sarcastic sense of humor that also have worked together too in the past that know like how to do that like how each other ticks yeah and it and it works so perfectly in those moments so i completely agree with you like to me, it's all about casting and it's all about directors. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of the best, not not my favorite, but one of the best is like Thor Ragnarok. Dude. And that's mm-hmm. down to two people, really. It's down to Chris Hemsworth, who is fucking hysterical and so charismatic. Yeah. And it's down to Taika Waititi, who just has yeah. a wicked, wicked sense of humor. I mm-hmm. mean, he did what we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's just so funny. So, so it is funny. about putting the right people in the right right situations, I feel like. Oh, it's a huge deal. And then also, too, like the chemistry between all of these actors 
you know it's palpable on screen and off screen too like they are that way in real life kind of thing and it just shows in the movies and i gotta believe it makes going to work a little bit easier too oh yeah and the massive amounts of fucking money they're all making right now (laughs) there's no doubt about that none of them ever need to work again because like let's be honest like did you really think like robert downey jr like thank god this probably just saved his life in a lot of ways i mean there were other movies before this but like Iron Man, he's Seth. He doesn't. He could. He could literally retire. Like other actors say, they're going to retire. Yeah. He doesn't have to do fuck all. Any, does he do fuck all anymore? I don't think he's been in a non-Marvel movie in it, since two thousand eight. In 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 quite. I mean, he has, but like maybe. I don't even know Sherlock Holmes. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Which sure, go ahead, <laughs> do your own. Yeah, now you're like doing your own thing. But like, I Scarlett Johansson is not someone who I thought. And I know this could be a very easy transition into our next topic, but Scarlett Johansson is not the person that I looked at and was like, yeah, she'd be great in a comic book. Chris Pratt, sure. But, like, I mean, honestly, like, I remember hearing, too, for um, Paul Rudd for Ant-Man. I'm like, bring Paul Paul Rudd into the superhero realm? Like, what is happening here? But, no, you needed Paul Rudd in the superhero realm because he's Mm -hmm. fucking fantastic at it. Chris Evans, like, yeah, you had to make him Captain America. He's... He made Captain America a little less rigid. Bringing so, on that Johnny Storm fire a little bit there, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we just had the chance. Beam and I went on Friday to go see it in theaters. Ortiz, you said you streamed it this weekend. We yep. all saw the new Black Widow movie. And I want to get your reactions. Ortiz, how did you feel about this? Was it what you expected? Did it? Yeah. Was it worth the wait? Uh, dude, I know, right? It took forever. I know. Um, I had so I, 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 to be honest, with you, I didn't have high expectations because you kind of know the outcome of it. You know that you're going to learn something new um, at the end. But like, uh, I didn't want to have big expectations because like it's just it's been it's taken so long and like it's like uh, you know yeah we just we know what's going to happen in it. Uh, so I felt well. So when I saw it, though, I thought this is really good. I feel like the story was awesome, like well put together. The characters, the chemistry. I love Red Guardian. Like it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Yolanda, the the uh, Yolanda, right? The the, the yeah. new Black Widow, right? She oh, she was great. The actress that played her, phenomenal, man. Um, the green vest. Oh my God, what a great uh, backstory for a vest. <laughs> Really um, awesome. But yeah, no, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, really well done. Action scenes, um, the characters, uh, I I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought up the chemistry because to me that was the strongest part of the movie was just when you know Black Widow Natasha Romanoff was hanging out with Yolanda, and you got David Harbor playing the Red Guardian in the background, just doing <laughs> just whatever the fuck he was lug- doing, just kind of lugging his body around essentially. <laughs> like there was a lot I of Captain America. Yes. Yeah, for real. And, you know, I thought Rachel, Rachel Vice and like her, her just deadpan delivery of lines was incredibly funny, just incredibly funny. So like the chemistry to me is what made this movie just like when they were hanging out, it was so funny and so refreshing. And like, honestly, it felt like a true family dynamic, Mm -hmm. which oddly enough. Yeah, because they really weren't a family um, it was all for posterity's sake, but like yep. you, you think it felt like a dysfunctional family. It felt like because <laughs> the familiarity was there between all of them. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I can have I can picture having 
conversations like that where everyone's talking over everyone and someone's like, shut up. And then Yolanda's just like, I'm not even saying anything. <laughs> it's not even fair. I'm not even like, and it's also too, like her delivery. It was very much like Rachel Weisz's because like it was just her just being, I, I didn't say anything. That's not even fair. Like it just completely deadpan on everything. Absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious. It's a great fest. Has lots of pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so many pockets. <laughs> oh. so yeah, I, mean, I feel like just that dynamic, and there there was actually some really good stuff. I don't know if you noticed this, Bean, but I feel like there was a, some really good stuff about like differences in generation when mm. they were having a conversation with you know the parents, and they were talking about how they believed in this regime, right. I feel like there was some really good stuff about kind of generational differences. And like, again, I could relate because like that shit happens with my parents at all times. Well, it's, it's just ha- like, and it's happening now in, in these situations of, you know, with, with sort of the, of the racial injustice and just like everything else that we've been talking about, we're learning like, Oh, it's generational. But uh, yeah, we're having those conversations more and more. So to see it play out in that where, and also too, it was a learning experience for the parents. You know, they, they were realizing that maybe the way their way of thinking isn't exactly the right one. Things can evolve. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, you could tell there was a, definitely a big difference between the generational chats between these 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 worlds. You, you're kind of going through time, and yeah, no, was, you definitely felt those so you know those different times, different like culture, socially vibes throughout it. So yeah, I felt it too. So spoiler free, if we can. Ortiz, did you have a particular scene that really stood out to you that was like, yeah, that's what I'm fucking here for? <laughs> You're saying spoiler free. It's like, I feel like, we're, are we jumping into it? Like, I feel like we kind of told like, some parts of the, the movie, but. Oh, we didn't give uh, anything away, really. It's on Disney Plus, yeah, you son of a bitch. Like, you've, yeah. got, you've got the access. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just don't listen uh, to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all these things all are right. fair but ortiz did you have a favorite scene that really stood out to you yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of really cool scenes throughout that movie man but um remember how like uh yolana like i don't know like how much spo- the whole pose don't thing. worry about it man just the do pole, it. okay yeah the pose yeah. thing is really hysterical and like when because she's making fun of natasha for it like kind of yeah she's really it's ribbing so her about it it's and then so she does it she's like blooper reel too when she's doing it in the convenience yeah. store it's like when you just kind of do this yeah. with your head and, and flicking the, the hair <laughs> yeah that's it that's it that's the oh, scene. It's such a it's so funny so funny Actually, man she called it too it's so cheesy oh and it's good <laughs> too does. and then like the callback too is 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 fucking perfect yeah. um <laughs> I don't know. I I, so I think that kind of speaks to it, though, sort of what you're saying. Like, what am I here for? Kind of what you're – like, as much as I was there for the action, mm-hmm. which I blame on – I just went through a lot of Fast and Furious movies. So, like – It's all about family. It's all about family. It's all about family. It's all about family and pure adrenaline. Um, but uh, – so I'm, like, coming into this, and I got a lot of family, but no. But, but that, I mean – Corey, you said this earlier, uh, not on this episode, but uh, that, you know, maybe the action wasn't as memorable. It's Mm. not the stuff that I remember as much. What I remember is just Yelena just the entire time. Just everything. So funny. What I was there for was that performance alone. Um, Probably the best scene for me, though, is in the helicopter when Red Guardian's on 
and they're like, you know, oh, my girls. And then like, mentioned like, is it, uh, are you having your period? Is it that time of the month? And he's like, uh. oh, dad, I can't, we can't have periods. Cause you know, we had a hysterectomy. So, you know, it's, they just kind of go inside and they just pull it right out. And, uh, <laughs> she's just being like, so dry. And like, first thing when he gets on, he goes, my girls, and she just punches him right in the face. Like just doesn't even have a reaction. Just like. Yeah, I mean, oh, that that helicopter scene after they kind of rescue Red Guardian is really great stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it feels weird to be joking about a forced hysterectomy because that's not okay. But, like, I guess that's <laughs> what that's you got to do in a Marvel movie. If that's a way to do it, you know, there we are. So, Ortiz, as far as Black Widow is concerned, where does this fall for you in the kind of hierarchy of the MCU? Is this like a top tier movie? Or is this kind of somewhere in the middle for you? Yeah, there's so many that it's probably like in the middle between top and mid, like right there, like the top four or five or no, like whatever that is, like top eight or nine or something like that. Just because there's so many phenomenal movies. Like I'm not going to keep talking about that, that Thor hammer scene with the Captain America. Like there's some moments where I, I felt the entire time, like, you know, you got the, um, the, the exciting feeling you get, you know, the, the those the feeling inside, the uh, for they're called, but you know what I mean. When you're really uh, the butterflies. Yeah, the butterflies, yeah, like those moments. Like there's a lot of those. I, I liked it and I I was laughing a lot during this movie, which I loved, and the story and plot was great, but I, I didn't have that. So I feel like that that's what makes top tier, I feel like. But it was still really good. And you, and Scarlett Johansson did such a great job. Like she, she produced it, like and she she started in it like that's crazy. That's a lot of work, man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I'm totally that's, with that's you, Ortiz. I think. I think it's middle, but like upper middle. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not the best. It doesn't have kind of the total epic nature, but I think the the dynamics between Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson and Rachel Weisz and David Harbour. It's just like this is mm-hmm. a great hang because you just yeah. feel the chemistry with those people. So it's definitely kind of middle tier but like towards the top of that beam how do you feel about it i mean i think i'm kind of completely in agreement and and a lot of it is just because like it's a great introduction for elena because as you said we kind of know what the outcome of this all uh is going to be with black widow if you haven't seen it yet jesus christ just watch it but like everyone knows yeah but yeah it's it's definitely up there the problem is that like you know i know we're gonna do our power ranking on this a little bit I could honestly say my, like, 1 through 10 is completely fluid. Like, it's really hard to say, like, what my favorite one is. I'm trying to go, like, I, I, we did our power rankings, like, a month ago, and, or, like, I made sure I had it set for it then, and I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, I don't know, I I could feel different, any other day I could feel differently, and it's like, it's like a pair of clothes, you know? You know, it's got an outfit for each day. What what, what am I feeling this day? It could be, it could be how Uh that reflects in my list. I I totally hear you. I think I have three that are, like, very much above the rest in my mind mm. and then the four and five spots if we're, if we're talking like top five completely there's like seven films that could fit in there just as easily so let's do that real quick what is that top tier we've talked about Black Widow kind of being in the middle it's not quite the top so Ortiz what yeah. is that top tier of MCU movie for you oh you know it you know what it is it's the epicness it's like that you know, the one movie where you're like, you're getting a ton of them together. Like you're getting a, a bunch of like the, those super cool characters in one movie. I feel like that's why like the, those, the, those, and those ones that really string your emotions along when you know characters like 
going through some stuff or could die or does die. It's like, whoa. And it's like Endgame was uh, was definitely mine just because Captain America is always one of my favorite superheroes. And like having him pick up that shield and that, that, that uh, or the, the, the Thor's hammer, like, you know, in Age of Ultron that there, that he should he could pick that damn hammer up. There's no way he's like. How could you be more worthy than Captain America? Like movies like that, I feel like the ones with the, those epic scenes that are like you know that really bring your favorite one of your favorite characters into the limelight and making them like having them that really badass moment or those really emotional stringy ones. So like Endgame's my favorite um, out of all of them, and the other ones are like you know the the, the kind of like the ones that follow more of the Avengers movies. I like. Uh, the first one, Infinity War, um, and then you, the it's like having Sp Spider-Man done right really hit home for me. Like I, I thought that was that was one of the, and Black Panther. Like it's you know there's there's just so many really great ones. Then you got like Ant Man that just kind of like totally like whoa this is this is how how could a Marvel movie be a, like a complete comedy show? Like uh, it's it's tough, man. There's some really really good ones, but those are kind of like. Just off the top of my head, the ones that I would consider like my top ones. Yeah, Beam. What about you? How do you? What's your top tier? Well, I I too really enjoy when we got them all in the room together. Yeah. Thing was, we were getting a little chummy around here, so that is why <laughs> I really enjoy Cap uh, Captain America: Civil War because, like, ah man, just like just to see it all kind of boil over. Where the passive aggressiveness just comes to all out aggression, and uh, and they really get after it. Um, that one I really really like. I mean, just the battle scenes in it are great. You know, is this our, this is our first introduction to T'Challa? Um, yes, if I remember correctly, Black Panther. Yes, hundred percent. And yes. he just comes in and gives zero fucks about anyone else. He's like, I got my own shit to worry about. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. Like, I'll work with the people that are on like what I need to get done, but like mm -hmm. could care less. So it was nice. Yeah. I really loved all the shit talking that was coming from him because he did he had no respect for any of them whatsoever. <laughs> what I originally had as my number one, but after rewatching Civil War, I was like, I gotta go with this one. Number two for me is Captain Marvel. I know a lot of like I know that was sort of a controversial pick for that when I would bring that up to other people because now I'm a fan of the cinematic universe of the Marvel universe, and I now want to talk to everyone about it. I've become one of them. So <laughs> it's uh, Captain Marvel though. The action in it I thought was great. Brie Larson's fucking phenomenal. Uh, I love her. Agreed. Uh, Captain Marvel, the character, clearly, uh, I, I, I think she is, I think that, I love Captain Marvel. I feel like in terms of, like, in terms of the powers, like, she is just a fucking, she is a force. She's fighting on mm -hmm. other universes. That is what she does. The 90s nostalgia, too, is super important in that movie. Yeah. Well, that's the other that thing. I'm a sucker. Yeah. Just like like in general, I am a sucker. So you, you do like 90s nostalgia. You got me. Yeah, um, right. And then Spider-Man. I think they made her too o OP. Like, I, mm -hmm. unpopular opinion, but I feel like Captain Marvel, I you know, I'm a comic book fan, but like she's strong in the comic books. But man, like that powerful in the, in in the, the MC, movie. they made her so OP in the movie. Like just... Because I know this other, uh, you know, Captain Marvel, which is really powerful and strong, and like Rogue took her powers, and like she was in coma for, like that's that Captain Marvel, and like this one is like, like 10x man. So I'm, like I'm for ready me, for more movies with her. Like yeah. I want I want more from Captain Marvel. She's good. She's good. I just I felt like they made her a little too strong just because <laughs> of what I know from the comics. So that's like you know. 
I always oh, see the oh. Colts. You're the, you're the guy that's always sitting after someone watches the movie. Yep. Like, well, did you read the book? <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. The book's so much better, bro. <laughs> um, Trash. Turn Spider- this off. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming at three for yeah. me. I agree. Like, to do a really good Spider-Man. I thought Tobey Maguire was great. Um, I didn't even see the one with Andrew Garfield. He's a great Spider-Man, but the movies yeah. kind of stink. Mm. Um, great. That's it. And why am I blanking on his name? Don't tell me it. Now tell me. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. So Tom Holland, um, I think he's phenomenal. I love yeah. having this younger, <clears throat> very much more yeah. inexperienced Spider-Man. And with Homecoming, like trying to learn exactly what it is he needs to do to like be Spider-Man. Um, and to see that he's going to... Was it in this one we learned more, too, about him becoming the heir apparent of Iron Man? Or No, that's far from home, right? I, I mean, it's it kind of baked it? into... Yeah. It's baked... I mean, it's all of that. You know it. Yeah. Like, it's it's laid yeah. out, but it becomes much more important when we get to far from home. But... Uh, he recruits it in Civil War. Yeah. That's right. He recruits recruit- in Civil War. So, also, love the introduction in Civil War where he's, like, saying hi to yeah. him. It was, oh, my God, he's fanboying out, too. Yeah. So, yeah. it's another part of reason why I love I love that character. Yeah. Um, but also, too, just for the like the scene where they have to do the uh, – I don't know if it was a gym class. Either way, it's Hannibal Burris showing them the video with Cap- with Captain America. And he goes – and then they, they're <laughs> done with it, right? And uh, thank great. you, Captain. Pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but whatever. I have to show these videos. It's cried by the state. Let's do it. Like, Hannibal Burris showing up is fucking awesome. Also, this is a brief power ranking, bro. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I know. Uh, and then Avengers Endgame for all the reasons Ortiz said, and then Doctor Strange too. What do you love about Doctor Strange? Because I'm also a huge fan. Well, see, that's what I was doing with all the other yeah. ones, and I said moving along. So uh, no, Doctor Doctor Strange at number five because uh, I. What did I love about it? It's it it has everything to do with Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch. Like he was just totally oh, just like Bach. What is it? Did I just say it wrong? Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. What am I doing? Okay. Fucking a. I knew it too, and I just fucked it up. It's because I'm looking. Yeah, wild, it's man. the pressure you're putting on <laughs> Just give it <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Anyways, uh, dude, he, uh, he's bad in a thousand. Uh, like, to be just a complete asshole and to watch him get humbled and then to, like, learn the powers and then still be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm there totally. for it. So, And plus, like, he's, like, a fascinating superhero. Uh, he's, the power yes. that he has and what he's able to control is so impactful, and it's awesome to see how it plays out in the rest of the Avengers stuff. Totally agree. Yeah. Anyways, that was my brief, <laughs> brief power <ish>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh For me, it's number one, Black Panther. It's the only movie to me that actually has something to say and is a little bit elevated. Um, none of the yeah. other movies do that for me, so that like ticks a box. Because you're an elevated cause, person. Because I'm a fucking snob, <laughs> and I, I admit to that very readily. <laughs> so Black Panther's number one for me. The second one is Endgame. You know, everything that you guys said, the way that it... Like, you just brought together 23 movies in the perfect way yeah. like that yeah. accomplishment is fucking remarkable 100%. and so endgame has to be two for me homecoming all the reasons you said tom holland is great number four is guardians of the galaxy um you know okay yeah. ortiz you mentioned it before but like it's all about the music in that first one yeah oh my God. it's something they've it. never done and it is the perfect soundtrack it is yeah. so much fun and so great and then fifth for me is also civil war i i I love how they just choose sides. They break it up, and it's just like and five felt, on five, pick up basketball. Uh, let's fucking fight this out. It's, <laughs> it's a weird game to pick characters. up basketball. Yeah, you got people coming in from uh, with shields that you were not expecting to be here. It's like, whoa, the Spider-Man's here. 
Oh my god, he's here now? Yeah. <laughs> what? You brought in a ringer? <laughs> Fuck you. What a shift. It's yeah. like, before, I'm like, oh, I'm all Caps team. And it's like, well, Iron Man's got all these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, like us doing like yeah. a draft. It's like our draft. And it's like, they, they did it. And they, yeah. they battled it out. Yeah. I right. would have chose different people on some sides. <laughs> um, you know, Ant-Man, I don't think he totally... Sure, he likes Captain America, but I just don't think he was really paying all that close attention to everything that's going on. I'm just yeah. saying. No, he's just there for the ride. Yeah, he got called. Whoever calls on him first will be on our team. He's a fucking Captain America <laughs> ass kicker, ass kisser. That's that's that that yeah. that that's that's what he is. Yeah. So is. speaking of the draft, we are now going to cut to this draft that we recorded about a month ago. You know. We did this in a snake draft fashion. So, you know, the first pick goes, then the second pick, then the third gets two, and then we kind of reverse it. It has some drama in terms of who gets picked, some disagreements about you pick them where? What? And some seriously questionable team chemistry issues from Ortiz. <laughs> so, enjoy oh, that draft. You're in for a treat. <laughs> So first thing we need to do is pick an order. I have a little randomizer thing. It's a wheel of fortune wheel. So I am going to spin it. I will show it to beam and I will get it close to the thing. So everyone knows I'm not lying. All right. All right. No, that's that's fine. All right. First pick is beam. Wow. (laughs) Is that thing rigged? (laughs) Cause you said it picked me twice before. No, I did it six times and it's, it's pretty good. All right. So second pick. Second pick is me. So, Ortiz, you have the third pick. You get two picks right in the row at the end of the Sweet. first round. It warms my heart that the guest is picking yeah. last. But, again, he does get the back-to-back. So He does get the back-to-back. That's important. All right. So, before we get to actually drafting, I quickly wanted to talk about what were some of the things that y'all were considering when you were kind of thinking about how to construct your ideal team? So, what I thought of was I did think about chemistry because there are definitely some people you cannot have together. I would like to think that us having all seen the movies here would know you're just not going to put Iron Man and Captain America or just Tony Stark and Steve Rogers together. That's not going to go well. Agreed. Like it just won't ever go well. There's other people you have to consider because they can be complete loose cannons. And that could be very detrimental, not only to the team, but apparently to the rest of humanity. Yeah, I mean, the stakes are really high when you're talking about superheroes, so you can't so, just have someone who's like a locker room cancer. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be somewhat smart with your picks in some ways. Yeah, Ortiz, um, what about you? At first, I just started thinking like, like power characters. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's why I went right to like Galactic. I mean, obviously he's not MCU, but I just I was like, oh, I was thinking yeah, we don't know about, about like, that shit, man. <laughs> I was thinking like overpower, like oh, people are just gonna pick over. But you know what? There's gotta be more strategy to it. It's like just like you were saying, it's like a it's like a volleyball game or like a basketball game where they're like you need to like tee each other up and like there's gotta be that support. The chemistry's gotta be there too. Um, so I had that in mind when I was building it, but it did take a little while to think like that. I was at first I'm like, oh, who are the who are the strongest like uh, comic or. Uh, but then I'm like, no, it's, that's stupid. It's got to be like, it's got to be fun, you know? 
I don't disagree because I took I took power like or just like their strength in in general whatever their powers mm-hmm. were into like that that is a big consideration of course like you said actually Corey you have a pretty good sort of outlook on it or just sort of the way you were viewing your picks yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I'm looking at it as a combination of both the fighting ability and powers as well as the chemistry I'm looking at as a basketball team construction so you know you look at the best basketball teams we'll just take the 2020 Lakers who won the championship you have two clear stars and then you have a bunch of role players people who know what their role is and know what to do so I'm looking for my LeBron and my AD and then I'm looking to fill out the rosters with people who can fill the gaps while maintaining a sense of chemistry within the team right on so let's do this. I, I don't disagree with you. All right, Beam. So you have the first pick in the draft. Do you have your pick ready? Oh, my pick is ready. Okay. I've been. I, I. I. I knew this is who I wanted to be from the from the moment I saw the film. My first pick in the 2021 draft of my Avengers is Captain Marvel. What? Listen, I love. I love her. Her. Her sense of humor throughout the movie she's got a lot of shit she's dealing with there's a lot of things she's coming to realizations about and i think she she gets it straightened out in her in her origin story yeah so one i think she's she's constantly humorous and she i I think becomes like a good person you can see that her soul she's got Mm -hmm. one but then when she shows up in endgame fuck she's just like i'm here to save iron man okay now i'm going to kill thanos she almost could have done it on her own she had him in a leg lock and was taken off that glove herself with almost no, didn't need the help. A leg lock? <laughs> or what was it? The uh, leg, no, no, no. like it was like some sort of, she, she basically had him in a chokehold. Always bring yeah. your MMA terms, I love <laughs> Tell me, tell me she didn't do that. And she was also at the same time about to pull off the glove. I mean, everyone else stepped in, they gave it a hand, you know, they gave a hand and, and you know, they were able to do it. But the immense power that she, that she has and her fighting ability, yeah. she's an unstoppable force. I can't argue with that. I I would mm-hmm. not have picked it, but we can talk about that later. All right, so I am up with the second pick. I am going with my first round draft pick in the 2021 superhero draft is <laughs> T'Challa, the Black Panther Whoa. from Black Panther. Now, this is my Whoa. superstar guy. This is who I want for a couple reasons. I think from a fighting perspective, the way that he is just able to take hit after hit and it just makes him more powerful, that's what I want. As the fight goes on, he continues to become more and more powerful. The other thing is, you know, your first pick, if he's going to be your main guy, he's got to be a great leader. And mm-hmm. T'Challa is the kind of leader that I like, the kind of leader that I respect. He's willing to listen. He's willing to grow. He's willing to change opinions and take other people's opinions into account and he's that kind of diplomatic leader that i want as the kind of face of my franchise so i'm taking t'challa as my number one pick ortiz you're up mine's gonna be hard to follow up (laughs) i don't Um, hate that pick either man that's a that is a good one that is a i'm almost feeling are we are these like our team captains i'm feeling like these these are there's some big team captain vibes here I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it, because when you think about like the superstar and again, I'm just basketball brain. So like LeBron is, yes, your best player, but he's also your leader. Damian Lillard is your best player and he's also your leader. So that's that is the way that I'm kind of looking at it, both leadership qualities and, you know, powers. Mm, That makes sense. So I'm going uh, I've I was thinking this way, too. I was thinking like 
well, I was thinking the 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 leader should be like the the first pick, and I I feel like you guys were like doing that too, like T'Challa and and uh, and Captain Marvel, Captain. Uh, so, I uh, my first pick is one of my favorite characters, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, I chose him. Obviously, he's not not one of the strongest, not the most most powerful ones, but his tactician, like his, he, he is the one of the strongest tacticians in all of these movies. He's always looked up to. He's a leader. He brings the group together. He has his faults, his issues, but he really can. I feel like there's 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 power to knowing who to look to when you're out in that battle, and like who's going to give you direction and good direction and. He's come through in so many occasions and it's just, it's freaking, it's Captain America. It's, he just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the right thing listening to him. And he just, yeah, I, I feel like he'd be a great asset to the team with, with his strategies just, and that he's not, he's, he's unpredictable too. I feel like the whole thing with the Thor's hammer and Endgame. Oh my God. What a, what a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's great stuff. I mean, I can't, I can't argue too much with that. Ortiz, you're up again with, with the first pick of the second round. There is two that I was like debating who to pick next. I just I don't know if one of you guys is gonna pick him. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it doesn't fair. matter. No, it yeah. doesn't. Okay. I mean, this is um, where the com- competition comes in because you kind of have to predict what other people are gonna do, and it makes it makes it challenging. Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, I think I under. I think I kind of knew that your pick would have been Black Panther. I wasn't sure exactly what the first pick is. He's a, he's a good one to have. Captain America, though. The tactician argument, that's that's not a bad one. It's true. The man, the man very much is. He also can uh, walk the walk. Not only, you know, not only talk to talk, the man can actually can do the shit. He can actually act. He can actually put things in action. Totally agreed. Ortiz, looked, you got your pick? Looked better with a beard. <laughs> yeah, my uh my second pick is is Thor. Okay. Son of um, a bitch. I knew I knew someone was gonna pick him. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get him off the board yeah. early. Yeah. So why do you want Thor? That was totally gonna be mine. I feel like and so comic me, Hulk is like this hands down. He's Hulk is the strongest like uh character in the in the comics most of the time. But like uh he's stronger than Thor in the in the comics. But you make him matter, you make him stronger, but it's not like that in the MCU. So they make Thor's you 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 already know the development. He's all like he's hilarious. He's he's especially what um, you know, what TD did with him with the last movie and what he's going to do in, in Love and Thunder. I'm so stoked for that. And I feel like him and Cap, they have a great relationship. Even the actors, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, they don't put them together and, in interviews because they um, they're t- they just laugh the whole time like two little kids. Like they, you can't put them next to each other in an interview. They, they, that was part of their the stipulation with like the second uh, Avengers movie because they, they have such good chemistry. So that's part of it. I just I've seen them in action. I think they're a great duo together and Thor's just he's powerful and he's he's funny he is hilarious that's the thing I was it Endgame where he like gets completely overweight or is that Infinity War no that's <laughs> Endgame I mean the Endgame Thor fat Thor storyline is my favorite thing in, like, what the whole these thing. close <laughs> these are these are my favorites where are them all the time I wasn't sure I, I love him and he's probably my favorite character but I'm not sure if I want him on my team because he's such a goofus well the reason why you know he's a doofus but like he can be very much a leader he can yeah. be very much someone who's willing to, at least a good locker room guy in some ways. He can be stubborn. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think he got humbled with the death of Loki and and just everything that he went through when he became Fat Thor. 
Um, the reason why I was going to pick him is because of the chemistry him and Captain Marvel seemed to just kind of, you know, hit it off right off the bat. So that's why I was going to have him on, and mm-hmm. I felt like that could have been a good pair. But The whole drinking thing makes me question his ability to uh, oh. deal with adversity. <laughs> Come on. You can't. I'm you going can't. with my <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, oh, man. I thought he'd be I mean, let the, the guy, let the guy, you know, figure his shit out. Yeah. I need better. Give him redemption. Uh, all right. So since he's still on the board, I didn't think he would be, but I'm going to pick Tony Stark as Iron Man. Mm. Ooh. This is my second, this is my second superstar. And I feel like I can have him because I have Black Panther. They teamed up together in Captain America Civil War. They were on the same mm-hmm. team. So I feel like they have that working knowledge. I think that. T'Challa's nobility and his integrity as a person will help rein in Iron Man Tony Stark in his more crazy moments. And I mean, at the end of the day, Tony Stark is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for the team. He has some rocky moments in the buildup as any main character in this whole franchise is going to have. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, he makes the ultimate sacrifice and he saves the day while leaving behind his family. And that's tough. That's a tough decision to make. But I want I want those vibes on my team. So Tony Stark, Iron Man, that's my second pick. Wow. It's a good one. See, I wasn't sure about him because, yes, he does have the arc where he 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 does sacrifice himself. I also just wasn't sure, like. If we're drafting people, are we taking them as is? And I made this consideration. I don't know if anyone else did, but as is because he's dead. And so I was just like... Did I just pick a dead guy? I mean, here's the other thing. Same with Captain America. So it's just a little bit like... Um, well, not dead, but super old. He's not, he's not yeah, doing he's much. Old. Let's be real. There's a new Captain America in town. I um, think... I, I, it's a good point, but I think we're taking prime Okay. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, no, it's a great point. I just, that's, ha- that's yeah. how my order has been constructed. So maybe in terms of when we discuss them later, because I agree with you to have, to see the pair, to pa- the pair of um, T'Challa and Tony Stark. I really like that point. That is a great point. So, mm-hmm. so who am I going to go with? There's people I didn't think were going to be on the board either. So this is a little weird, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking Dr. Strange. I'm thinking, Ooh. I'm thinking Stephen Strange. Think now, the guy had an arrogance to him, right? From the oh, outside, arrogant. super arrogant, um, to the point where it cost him his hands, right? The, his his yeah. main thing, but his evolution as Doctor Strange and how he was in Infinity War, and then the importance that he plays, sort of even in Endgame, just being able to bring people back the portals and everything else. Like the man has a and like he's he's another one of my superstars, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Uh, he's going to be effective as a superhero, no doubt. Like in terms of when you when you want him in battle, he's going to be able to his his be able to control time is I think almost essential. Um, as a person, I think he's actually he became a good team player. He was willing to do so. I mean, obviously he had the thing with who was it that he keeps slamming against the wall? Was it Thor with the time thing where he just kept slamming him into oh. things? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That was in the the Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it was like, in Ragnarok. Yeah. So that interaction where he was like, he's being very reasonable with him. He was like, oh, Jesus, and just had to keep doing it to get like knock some sense into him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think he maybe not a leader. I think he couldn't. I think he can be. He would be very um, temperamental, like very calm uh, leader. I think him and Captain Marvel would be able to because I think Captain Marvel is open to working with people. She does it. You know, as much as she came in real hot with uh, Black Widow in Endgame, um, she turned it around and was like, all right, fine, I'll work with you guys. So I do think that collaboration could exist between her and Doctor Strange. I see it. Cool. All right. So after two rounds, Hmm. we 
are just going to check in real quick with who we have. So Beam on his squad has Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange. I have T'Challa and Iron Man, Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And Ortiz, you have Thor and Captain America. So Mm -hmm. that pretty much takes a lot of the kind of big names off the board. There's still... There's still a lot of great characters left and a lot of great pieces, but yeah, you know the main the main few are off the board. Hulk is still out there though. I'm not oh, sure if any of us is gonna take that leap because of the unpredictable nature of him. But <laughs> <laughs> that is where we are at after two rounds. All right, so Beam, that means you are back on the clock in round three. What do you got? <laughs> I like I have a lot I can do here. All right. So, for my third pick in the 2021 superhero draft, this is my investment pick. I'm going to put it into Spider-Man. I'm going to put it into Peter Parker. Damn it. He's a good team player, but also can be a leader and a tactician when he needs to be. What he did, I mean, I know he would have worked great with Tony Stark, but... That's exactly where I was going next. In my world... I want that package. In my world, Tony Stark is dead. So... yeah, yeah, I, I, I love, I, I, I really love Homecoming. I don't like what they did with Far From Home as much, but I love Tom Holland's sort of portrayal of Spider-Man in it, and what they've made Spider-Man into. Which apparently he's also like a tech wizard too, which I don't always remember that being with Peter yeah. Parker. Um, also the tech suit, another thing I was not used to. But um, yeah, you know his ability and what he brings to the team, how he's his ability to just really do things for the greater good of others and trying to save people as well and willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. He may not have died yet, but he certainly (laughs) seems, he certainly seems like he's willing to give it all right now. And again, he's young in his development and I I think he's already showing a lot of promise. So, um, I think, I think he would work well under, under, under Captain Marvel and Thor or not Thor. That's just who I wanted. (laughs) Oh, well, and Dr. Strange. Yeah, I mean, I wanted that pick as a developmental pick yeah. as well. You know, I wanted the Tony Stark Spider-Man vibes on my squad, and you stole them right out from under me. So <laughs> respect for the competition aspect, too. I, I do think I not knew have where to I was be? going. No, actually, I didn't. Oh. Here's the thing. I don't think about things like that. <laughs> Maybe you should. All right, since Spider-Man is off the board, I'm going to have to change up my strategy a little bit. Um <laughs> All right, where I think I'm going here with this pick, I'm going to go with Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Ooh. I think she's another person. She's the ideal third star because she's so amenable to everyone. Throughout the entire series, she's always she's the one who's able to get Hulk out of contr- under control at certain points. She has this great relationship with Hawkeye. She has a good relationship with Steve Rogers. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I think that from a chemistry perspective and a team perspective, she's willing to take that kind of back seat and she's able to step up when she's needed, but she's not yep. going to demand too much of the spotlight. So yeah, for my, for my third pick, I'm going to go Natasha Romanoff, the black widow uh, played by Scarlett nice. Johansson. That's a fantastic pick. Pretty she was going to be my pick, but again, she's dead. So it's, <laughs> it's just a problem. <laughs> my entire roster is going to be dead. <laughs> I'm glad we're going prime versions because uh, 
<laughs> Otherwise, I'm screwed. I, like in my head, because like literally, she's on the board. She was going to be someone I was going to pick. But again, mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta follow my own my own truth here, which is she's dead. So yeah. um, no, I like her because she's. I think she's a glue that can hold the team together. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely, she's she shows the most empathy. And that's why she's able to be so effective in communicating with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for with my third pick. Ortiz, you are up with two picks in a row here. Oh, all right. Yeah, I know uh, Black Widow's awesome. Great pick. She, um, you kind of know where she stands, but she's just, I don't know. She, she's she's such a good team player, and she, you know. And again, willing to sacrifice it all. Willing to make the ultimate mm-hmm. sacrifice. And that's absolutely yeah. true. That's what I want on my team. I, apparently, because they're all going to. Well, <laughs> they're all going to be. What is Black Panther? I actually don't know what the trajectory is for him right now. I don't oh, know. Oh, dude. Everybody's wondering that. Like, what, what are they going to do? Because they don't want to do CGI. They don't want to, like, how they do don't you. They don't want a hologram Tupac kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Ortiz, it also feels like you're kind of stalling here for more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. I gave it to him. What are you um, doing, bud? All right. Well, Spider-Man was my next pick because he's freaking Spider-Man. Everybody loves him, and he's awesome in so many ways. Like I actually didn't think era. he'd be so popular. Oh, dude, everyone loves Spider-Man. All right, no. He's so cool, especially. And he's, he's really powerful with that freaking costume, the, the one that Tony Stark made for him. Like, he had the gauntlet, and he was doing his thing, man. No, um, I know. Listen, I'd consider all these things while I was stalling, too, but who are you going to pick? <laughs> all right, um, okay, so... I'm doing another power play here. Oh. Uh, I'm going with Scarlet Witch. Um, oh. Okay. Part of the reason. One, she's one of those things. I feel like she'll work good with Cap because they uh, they have their relationship. You know, he had those, like, secret Avengers or whatever, and they work really well strategy-wise. So I could see them working good in the field together. Um we saw that in the beginning of Civil War, and uh, obviously, I saw WandaVision. I loved it. I thought it was great. I liked how it was like totally not it's so like curveball left field from anything I've ever seen from MCU with the whole black and white uh, show. Did you guys see the 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 WandaVision show? I was just shrugging over here because I haven't. I oh, I, I I was fitting every. I was fitting in the end of my Marvel stuff, and well, anyway, I never got a chance to watch it. I ah. I really enjoy it. I think the way that they've kind of mm-hmm. flipped the sitcom conventions on their head yeah. is so fucking brilliant. It's oh. uh it's just so creative and I I love how they've done it in such a different way on this on this show. Mm-hmm. I've really only heard great. really phenomenal things about it. Everyone yeah. everyone that I know has been watching it loved it. People were fucking staying up until 3 a.m. to watch <laughs> it when it was getting dropped on Netflix or, or not Netflix, yeah. sorry, Disney Plus, so. In my opinion deservedly so. I, I guess I don't know <laughs> if anything's worth that. Yeah. And she's just, she's overpowered. Like uh, when she was fighting uh, Thanos, she almost, she was like crushing. She was, she could have killed Thanos during that, that battle. Accurate. He did. He had one of his guys like have the ship start throwing beams and missiles down. And, but uh, yeah, when she's mad, like she, that's, that's the only thing drawback with her is she couldn't be a card to control when she's mad. Um, But I think she, she got humbled though. mm, I think she got humbled after the incident with, um, when did she destroy the skyscraper or something like that? What was that? Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. So when that when that happened, yeah, I think she she realized at least the uh, immense uh, was immenseness. Or I don't know what the word is, but her power, but basically what she's capable of, and um, and the harm she could cause. So I think I think yeah. she has that in check. I think she's humbled, and I think Ortiz, you made a good point that her relationship with Cap is going to be mm. important in yeah. kind of keeping that reined in in those important yep. moments. All right, Ortiz, you're back on the clock. Do you have your next pick? Yeah, you've been on yeah. the clock. 
Uh, my next one is. Um, <laughs> she was my pick if I didn't captain didn't get Captain Marvel. This next one's tough because I I thought one of my picks would have gotten picked. So I'm gonna go with uh, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. Because I need a smart guy on the team. But can you <laughs> split them up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we're we're, we're doing it. I wanted to have a smart. You know how it, you got to have like a smart guy. Like he helped. Uh, like he's not a, like, not Iron Man smart, but he's like he's 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 got the strength there. He's got you got the Hulk smashing stuff. I lo- I like that. Like I feel like I got Thor for the power aspect, but I want Professor Hulk because he like you know he, he could strategize. He could figure things out, and I don't think he'll have a uh, him and him and Thor won't like go at it like they they probably would have if he's like Rage Hulk. So I don't know I if don't, we can do. I don't, I don't know. know if we I can was, do that. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I don't because know. I'm not comfortable. Because part of the you're consideration, Hulk, or you're not. Yeah, you Hulk. can't just leave Hulk behind. <laughs> All right, fine. We're taking him. He's gonna be a loose cannon. You're gonna, oh, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> Cap's gonna have his his work cut out. For I him. love how it's because uh, I was gonna ask him like, aren't you gonna Widow. be? Aren't you gonna be concerned if he does kind of lose it? But apparently, you've considered it and you're willing to. I I mean, I think this is this could be the investment pick because I do think at the end when you get to end game, he seemed to harnessing it a little bit. I think he just needs more time. I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick either. It's just a big risk. Like, you know, right now where we stand, I feel like Ortiz by far has the most powerful team. Well, he did say (laughs) I'm going for another power pick. But he also has the complete volatile team. I feel like this is going to turn into the 2003 Lakers when they just brought on Shaq and Kobe and Carl Malone and Gary Payton all on the same team. It's just going to be too much. Captain America, Thor... Hulk, Scarlet Witch and Hulk. And Scarlet Witch. Oh my goodness. Like, what is Scarlet Witch yeah. doing in the middle of all of this? Like, she's just going to have to take. I don't know if he can. Because here's the thing <laughs> it's a tough ass. Cap- Captain America, like, he has his moments. He doesn't really hold it all together. Like, did we not watch Civil War? It kind of felt like he could just kind of go off the deep end a little. I mean, listen, yeah. if they get their he's shit involved. together, he's going to win. But I don't know if they can get their shit together. All right. So. I, I, I hope I hope for the best for your team, Ortiz. <laughs> I am going with my fourth pick. Right? I'm on my fourth pick? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Um, so with my fourth pick, I am going to go with Scott Lang, Ant-Man. I knew that was coming. That's a good one. And, That's a real good one. You know, again, I'm just going for chemistry here. And I think Ant-Man is the best locker room guy you could possibly have. He's funny. He's smart in his own way. And he has the ability to get along with a lot of different people. Now, yes, he is on Captain America's team in Civil War, and I have Tony Mm. Stark, so there is something to consider. But I think that Ant-Man shows that he is willing to just adapt to whatever is best. And from a power perspective, like, he's sneaky powerful. I mean, the ability to get into very small spaces, to blow up to giant size. Like he's He's got a lot going for him. I like this pick. And you know, I can't underestimate the chemistry, but he's also a very powerful guy. Like he's someone who's going to just be a great three and D guy for my team. He takes orders very well. Takes orders very well. You know, except he's going to now have to take him from Tony Stark instead of cap. He loves cap. He does Mm. love cap. He's going to have to take him from Tony, but we got, we got T'Challa to give orders too. And T'Challa is a very diplomatic leader. So I think they can figure that out in terms of the chemistry stuff. Okay. Beam, you're up on the clock. This is it. 
At least, like, this is the last round of picks here. I got two. Yeah. You got two. You have your fourth and fifth. <sighs> then we, Ortiz and I, need to round out our roster. This is tough. It's okay. Take a take a breather. See, this is this is not. This didn't end up the way that I kind of thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm put. I'm putting you on twenty seconds remaining. That's fine. For your That's fourth fine. pick, at least. You got someone in mind. So I do. I've got two of them. Well, you can just take both. I know. <laughs> I know, no. I'm just trying to make sure this is the pair that I want to go with because it actually, it's off of my original list. Fair enough. Of 12. So for my next pick, I kind of I feel like I need a bit of a locker room guy. Like I got some people that might need, he needs to add a little bit more of the humor to it here. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and he's pretty effective as well. He's a team player. Went on the right team, which that's what I'm kind of wondering here if that's how, if it's going to work out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Rocket here. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I I really just kind of I never thought I would have picked this guy, but I just feel like with who I because I wanted I, I was thinking Ant Man for the locker room. I was thinking mm-hmm. Thor for the locker room energy. Both of them are gone. I need at least someone to to bring the jokes. Yeah. Now Captain Marvel's good at it, but she's more like in terms of like comebacks. Yeah. Yeah. And Doctor Strange, he doesn't joke as much anymore. He's just now a more reasonable person. And then Spider Man yeah. is. It's fucking goofball. Because his jokes were being a dick, Doctor Strange. Yeah, and he's not really that much of a no, dick anymore. he's not a dick anymore. He's sorted it out. So I think you need someone like Rocket in there. He's going to realize, he's going to be able to read the room. He's going to at least be able to know that he can't he can't go too hard in the paint, I guess you would say. But um, yep. I'm, picking, I'm picking Rocket here. And the reason why, it comes down to a scene that I love so dearly. And this is a guy who I wanted to pick. And this is my fifth pick. My fifth and final pick of the 2021 Marvel Superhero Draft is going to go to the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes. Because nice. that man, he... Talk about a guy that got humbled mm-hmm. sure. over and over. And I also still think he's got a bit of a redemption story that he wants to live out here. Mm-hmm. The scene with him and Rocket, when they're like twirling the circle, just like firing so, too, or he's cool. holding up Rocket like that. I want that. I want that on my team. Like, that's, I want that sort of energy on my team. I like it. So I feel like... And, and the thing about Bucky is because of the stage of where he's at now, he's a guy that's going to be... He's, he now works well with others. Mm-hmm. Unless I think we've broken the whole repeating the words over and over thing and, and tapping into his, I don't know, evil mercenary energy. I think we're gone from that. I think he's not so brainwashed anymore. Yeah. I I'm do just, have one question. That's fair. Are you concerned about separating him from Falcon and Captain America, his top two allies in the group? Mm, do you think that's going to create some trouble for you? I did think about that, but I don't think so necessarily because I guess I don't know in what sort of in terms of the universe that this is going to exist. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there is no Captain America anymore in my view, um, <laughs> and I haven't <laughs> and I haven't seen I actually haven't seen uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon uh, the series that, that that's out on Disney Plus as well. Um, so I haven't seen them interact as much like as a pair. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like his allegiance was more to Captain America than anything else. Very but I old do friends. I'm sorry? Very old friends? Very old. Literally. Like extremely old. Like very, very old. But you know what? One of them got really old and the other one has not. So uh, am I concerned? I thought about that. But again, if I'm playing by my rule, there is no Captain America. So, okay. And Captain America is now Falcon. All right. I respect that. <laughs> All right. So I'm on the clock with my last pick. I am between two. And so I'm just going to kind of talk this out on air. Yeah. Uh, I'm between two. One is Drax the Destroyer. Ooh. <laughs> I love Drax. I think he's so dumb, and he's just a great enforcer guy. If you look back at like the late '90s Knicks teams, you have like Charles uh, Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley. I want some of that on my squad, 
And I think Drax can be that guy. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I want to go there yet. The other person I'm considering is Shuri, uh, mm, Black Panther's ooh, sister. She was on my list, but I didn't know if I could take her out of the Wakanda realm. Yeah, so, so smart. You know, I have Black She's Panther genius. on my squad, so do I want the brother sister team up? I feel like I do. She's also very, very smart. I have Fucking a lot of smart wizard. people yeah. on my team. So I don't know if it's going to be too much brains, but I don't feel like you can have too much brains. And so, you know, I just talked myself into it. I'm going to go Shuri with my fifth pick to round it out. She's smart. She's funny. Mm -hmm. She is the moral compass in a lot of ways for T'Challa. So she is responsible for a lot of the growth that he goes through as a leader. And so I want them to team up on my team. I'm going Shuri to round out my five-man roster. Man, I like that pick. That's, it. That's a good That's one. A good one. Appreciate that is so you. good. Yeah. All right. She's also Jeez. one of the okay. smartest in the MCU, Shuri. I mean, she could Absolutely. actually it sounds like she could literally correct Tony Stark when mm. she needs to. That's yeah. that's that's the thing. They have the technology that no one else even knows about. It seems far more advanced than what we were working with here on Earth. Yeah, yeah. I think when they team up, a lot of things can happen. All right, Ortiz, you are on the clock to round out your roster, sir. What are you thinking? It's one pick, right? Yes, so we just got, one. For you, at least. Okay. <laughs> I, I went back and forth. I need a character It's going to be, like, chill. I need a character It's not going to, like, argue. Someone that's going to be like, okay, yeah, let's uh let's Someone who could plan. maybe calm down the group. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's more amenable because you got a toxic, volatile group right now. Yeah. Could. Could be. Could be. Listen, as it stands, as things are now, they could be fine. They could be fine. But it's so, the could a lot of questions. that is shaky. <laughs> I, be, I debated over two characters uh, for this role of calming the team down. Um, You're going so Hawkeye, we, aren't you? That's <laughs> throwing another volatile guy in the mix. Before I forgot this joke, but before we started, as soon as we said our first pick, I was going to say Hawkeye. Just as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> then I forgot. Just people who like were known for their bad attitudes. <laughs> no, what happens when he runs out of arrows, man? <laughs> um, There's lots of things to consider with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, there are. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. So I was thinking um, Mantis, just because she like she can chill things out and everything. But then I thought, all right, who have I seen interact with all these characters and like be really like completely chill, like and be able to work with them and just kind of take orders slash like really like show some level of emotion and help. And it just Vision made the most sense, just because. And I I know I, I wish he wasn't as strong as he was, but like keeping. You're keeping them together. Aww. Him and, him and is... Scarlet Witch. I have that 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 like he he calms her down. He's calmed down. Um, Thor. I see with, with the hammer. They got some type of. He's he 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 created his cape because Thor has a cape. Cap him and have like, him. The two of them have a great relationship. And um, I feel like he can. I feel like there's a ways he can chill the Hulk out in some ways. So. Yeah, I thought uh, Vision would be that character. He'll just go with the flow. Vision, do this. Okay. Like, he'll, he won't debate. He'll help calm people down. He'll help Cap in some ways to level out the team. So, yeah, I went with Vision. I can't argue with it. I mean, you don't have a lot of humor on your team. No. Apart from Thor. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. Thor's humorous. But, but Thor kind of, his humor is sort of at the expense of others. True. He is yeah. an asshole. But, no, I mean, the pick of Vision is a really smart one because he does have that ability to kind of be completely reasonable seeing how he's kind of a robot (laughs) yeah you did kind of you're really right you really did need to think about the locker room at this stage because there's a lot like we said there's a lot to consider Mm -hmm. and uh he could be that calming force 
I guess. <laughs> we'll see. I don't. I don't know. Jesus, him or Mantle Squad, but yeah, no, Mantle. <laughs> like Hulk and Thor on there, because like Hulk and Thor could like team together too. And then what the fuck is the rest rest of them gonna do? Sometimes you just gotta let them cook. <laughs> <laughs> just let them cook. All right. So now we have one more, a wild card pick. Oh, all right, yeah. Someone who is the bench guy, the sixth man on a basketball mm-hmm. team. Someone who's going to come into the fight for just a brief amount of time and is going to fuck shit up in a really important way, mm. but isn't necessarily key to consider from a chemistry concern because they're only on the floor or in the fight for, you know, 10, 15 minutes a night. So this is the wild card pick. Beam, you're up first, then me, then Ortiz. We'll follow the same order. Oh, I thought we would go with Ortiz because he was. Last he was third pick. Should we go Ortiz first? Do we go? Do we do we circle the snake back around? Yeah, let's circle the know. snake back around for the wild card pick. It'll make it more interesting. Yeah. All right. So Ortiz, your wild card pick. Who oh, is going to be your sixth man? Fuck. Or um, or creature. <laughs> right. That's what we are dealing with in yeah. this universe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this. Okay. So the six person just they're in for a little bit. They're at least going in and the, they're and the leaving, sub. Right? They're the one that's here to like empty the gas tank. Yeah. Got it. Okay. He's when I think of the guy that comes in as like uh, but like that character that comes in like to save like to save the day or like last minute. I'm I'm going with uh, uh Falcon. I I say that because that's a great that that that's what I, that's who I was actually. Gonna pick. I mean that fits with the roster with Captain America on. I mean. I, yeah. I can't argue with that. Problem is, are people going to get pissed off? Here's it. Okay, I could see this happening, right? Yeah. Captain America and and uh, Falcon going off to the side, forming their own sort of strategy. <laughs> and Thor and Hulk just being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then you got to deal with those two going against each other, and then you got Scarlet Witch and Vision just sort of like <laughs> you've got a lot of pairings. Yeah, there's a lot. Can of they pairings come together? Here. I mean, I think Vision and, and Scarlet Witch will be able to help maybe in that regard, mm-hmm. but yeah, who's on, think, out of yeah. all of this, I'm curious with yours, out of all of this, during Civil War, yeah. where were you to these people and what side were they on? Like, where was Hulk? I forget. He was, he Hulk was on. was not involved in Civil War. Oh, he wasn't. Thor was not yeah. involved. Scarlet Witch was with Captain America. Vision was not involved. Falcon okay, never was mind. Ca- Captain America, so. Yeah. Then Vision, you're good. Okay. Vision was on, um. Was on Iron Man. Eh, no, he was against. Yeah, Vision was on Iron Man's team. Oh yeah, he was opposite. But he's he's so reasonable. I mean, he, yeah, he's a robot. All right, never mind. I mean, Tony Stark did kind of create him. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is Hulk. very true. Him and him and Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Banner and Ultron. Oh, I'm sorry, Bruce. All right, Corey. Who's Banner. your uh, Who's your sixth? So, when I was originally thinking of this, I was thinking like Captain Marvel and Hulk would be the perfect people for this because yeah. you know I don't think Captain Marvel is particularly reliable she's often often space doing badass shit no doubt but like she's in space and then shows up and fucks shit up so I was like her Hulk because he's so difficult to control I want him to just come in and I had Black Widow on my team so I was like alright she can calm him down when he comes in the game and you know keep him under control and then he pieces out so I like that but they're both off the board I still have Drax, who I love, but I have too much. I have too much intelligence on my team to deal with Drax. He's going to end up getting <laughs> alienated because he's so fucking dumb. Um, yeah, so you don't want that. What I'm going to go with my last pick is Valkyrie, uh, mm. played by Tessa Thompson. Okay, 
I had yeah. concerns about her for my starting five because she's a drunk and I don't need an alcoholic on my team. But if it's just for 15 minutes here and there, she does sort her shit out by the end. Um, mm-hmm. So if it's just for a little while, someone to come in off the bench riding her freaking horse that flies. Yeah. Give me Valkyrie. She is my sixth person on yeah. my roster. She took out a whole Shateria, one of those giant, like the whale Shateria like uh, things during uh, Endgame. Yeah, at the end of Endgame, she just comes in and really does fuck shit up, and that's who I want. That's exactly the scene that I was thinking about when making this. <laughs> yeah, right. She's badass. Beam, your your last, your sixth person. So I'm between two. I think I can openly talk about this, but one of them I just don't think you would almost be like you can't you don't put baby in the corner kind of situation. I almost would want to go with Star Lord. Because I think mm. he's got a lot of skill. But the problem is, is that I don't think he can be... I, you can't really tame him. He wants to just mm. always be the leader, even though he's not really a leader. Yeah, I think about that scene at the end of Endgame when him yeah. and Thor are arguing on the ship. He's not going to take a six-man role no. well, I don't think. So that's why, because I don't have a lot of toxic nature on my list, I'm going to go with Hawkeye. Okay. Mm. I feel right. like I feel like he did turn a corner. I know there's questions from the beginning. I think he did turn a corner. I think he is part of the greater good or wants to fight for the greater good. Family man. Family man. Very important. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so that's so that's always good. So I think he's kind of he's got a workman like quality to him. I think he would be a valuable asset and a good one to kind of tap in when you need him. Yeah. No consideration of teaming up Rocket and Groot. Groot. No. <laughs> Groot just doesn't show me too much. It's like Groot. You have to like literally it's got to be dire straits like like the last second and then finally Groot's gonna do some shit plus like I can't always wait for you to grow it feels like there's a lot of time that I'm waiting for you to grow back to what you were listen willing to make the ultimate sacrifice the problem is when he does you gotta wait a while for it to come back so I no I I wasn't gonna team up those two it's I'm literally I'm hoping that just the natural uh their natural um qualities just on their own Mm-hmm. Will somehow meld together. <laughs> I can dig it, but I don't know. I think this is gonna work. These guys will yeah. do well. It's interesting. Very interesting uh, rosters we have here. It's like uh, okay, now let's put them against uh, the. I'm trying to think what bad guys. Let's put them against uh, Ultron, his robots, or uh, Thanos. All right. So here are the squads as they were constructed. Beam has Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Spider Man. The Winter Soldier, Rocket, and Hawkeye. I have Black Panther, Iron Man, Black Widow, Ant-Man, Shuri, and Valkyrie. And Ortiz, in just a volatile, volatile roster with a lot of power, (laughs) has Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Scarlet Witch, Vision, and Falcon. Ortiz, how are you feeling about your team as it's constructed? I feel like it's a... I mean, it's a... They'll get the job done. I feel like if you send this this squad out, unless unless I feel like there can be curveballs that that trigger one of them and make things go crazy. Like, for example, like uh, like Hulk is definitely one character that um, you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> any little thing can kind of like tweak things. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of support. Hopefully, I'm gonna rely on Vision, uh, Falcon. Uh, Falcon speeches. He's got some pretty good speeches in, in um, the show that he did, Captain and uh, Captain America Winter, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I heard it's hopefully great. that and Captain America's 
rally calls. We'll we'll keep them in line. Um, but yeah, and just you know, I, I I think we can send them on a mission. And if there's a one common bad guy that they all have, have something against, I feel like then we got a good shot. But um, yeah, we're we're uh, it's a it's a toss up. But we're you know it's uh we're it's it's all or nothing. That's how this team. <laughs> it really is. Like you guys are the L.A. Clippers of last year. <laughs> it's either a championship now or you. Fall apart after having a three-one lead against the Nuggets. <laughs> no development whatsoever. I mean, I feel really great about my squad from a personality standpoint, and from a intelligence standpoint, and from a diversity standpoint. I do have some concerns over the power level of some of my characters. I don't have a Captain Marvel. I don't have a Thor. I don't have a Hulk. I don't have any of those huge power guys. But you know. Iron Man, Shuri, between them with their intelligence, I feel like they could cook some shit up that is mm-hmm. going to help make up for some of the, the lack of powers there. So I feel okay about it. I do have some concerns over power. I kind of, so the thing is that I feel about your team is like the one I want to hang out on. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like this, this would be I a great be crew to be with, right? Yeah. That'll be, that would be nice. I guess I agree in terms of power concerns, although when you think about Black Panther and Iron Man and what they're able to do along with the assistance of Shuri, and plus, like you said, Ant-Man's sneaky, powerful. True. Black Widow is a great uh, center kind of to all of this to, to kind of hold it all together here. You know, it's interesting. I think with my list, I like it personality-wise. Like, these are all the people that I gravitated to the most, except for really Rocket. Uh, Rocket was kind of an oddball choice on my part, but it just felt right after that scene in Endgame. That's just, I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Um, in terms of power, I think they definitely have it. And in terms of intelligence, there's a lot going on there too. Uh, what between Doctor Strange, I think Captain Marvel is quite smart as well, but Doctor Strange and Spider-Man or Peter Parker, I guess we would say, pretty intelligent people. I think they're kind of a group of misfits. They're sort of cobbled together in terms of like, you know relationships throughout the universe but i think it would just be like so dysfunctional where it would work out and that would just be kind of their their sort of uh their chemistry we'll see what happens with hawkeye hawkeye comes in and does his shit though so i gotta give him that it's it's just so crazy it's just picturing these care i'm literally picturing these characters like getting ready like and like i was just thinking of your team Corey, just like hanging out you got iron man being all sarcastic eating his snacks walking around and you got ant-man just like firing it back and scarlet witch she's got her it's it's just so funny just thinking of these characters like working together in these dynamics so it's, it's, it's funny picturing them in an actual locker room i'm trying to <laughs> so the problem is like some of my people too like they weren't as developed as much like now they're getting their shine kind of thing yeah so i have no idea what the future is going to hold for like any of these people in terms of how they interact with the rest of the universe right but because the because the, the rest of them i can at least see Mm-hmm. Just with mine, it's like, who fuck, you know, who we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. Um, how do we think? So, okay. Who, who's like the most formidable villain? Is it Thanos? Gotta be Thanos. Right? I, like. yeah. I don't know. I thought Ultron kind of gave them some, quite a fuss. It seemed like dire mm-hmm. straits there. But how do we think each of our teams are going to hold up against, uh, against Thanos? I have concerns. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like you guys said, like you have Captain Marvel who nearly beat him on his own. Um, you know, Ortiz, you have Scarlet Witch who really held him at bay with her powers there. And Both the women, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Black Panther has his moments, but Iron Man ultimately does take the stones from him using yeah. some cleverness. So maybe. But what happens to him? 
Yeah, he dies. He dies. God. <laughs> so I don't know. I have concerns, but you got a bunch of ghosts on your team. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm really excited to hang out with my team. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. I want to go to the bar with Valkyrie right now. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. For my own well-being, I don't. <laughs> what about you, Ortiz? How do you think you're? I mean, you guys could hold it all together. I, you got. It's. Just, I mean, for one moment, Thanos, you, each one's got a grudge. Like Thanos, like hand, like manhandled Hulk, like with his fist. So Hulk wants to beat him up for that. Thor obviously has got his agenda. Scarlet, they all have their agendas against Thanos. You know, uh, he killed Vision. So I mean, they're all mad at him. So yeah, I, Vision's I dead. Feel like <laughs> yeah, there's only don't. I feel like they'd be all right just because they all have that. If you if you got a really tactical villain like Ultron or, or even like Baron Zemo, he might even have a, a a shot at at destroying my team just because they all like they've got all psychological and tiny weaknesses that you can use against them to to screw them all up. But um, if it's like somebody that they all hate and like have some agenda with, I th- I think they they'd rock Thanos. But I think a villain like Zemo is super clever and like is no big powers, but can just like he did with Bucky and, and, and Cap and Iron Man, I feel like he could dismantle my team, someone like that. Yeah, just drive a wedge in between them and mm-hmm. it, it breaks off into little factions. Could definitely yeah. happen on my team. <laughs> <It's possible>. <laughs> <laughs> I think my team could survive any villain. I feel good about that. Thanos being so powerful, I have concerns, but we'll see. We'll see how it yeah. works out in this fictional universe we've created in our head. <laughs> I think we need to check back in after a few more movies. Yeah, yeah. I agree. For sure. All right, so that was our draft. We hope you enjoyed it. Please, you know, hop on our social media stuff. Talk to us about what you think of our teams. Talk to us about who you think would win. If this was like an actual thing, which team are you going with to fight X villain? Insert villain. And let us know how long some of these teams you think are actually going to stay together, Ortiz, and (laughs) see if they're still going to be able to to make it through and even come back. Captain America. He's going to keep them all together, okay? <laughs> Clearly he couldn't. We have a movie about it, and it's actually with his name on it. <laughs> There's a lot of issues with leadership, with team chemistry, but my God, it's like uh, just five LeBron James on the court. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a James Harden on there. Like, you got you got Thor just being like, sure, all right, I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. Clear out. ISO. <laughs> So, yeah. I still can't believe I have Rocket on my team. I'm still trying to understand how I got to that. I mean, after seeing Black Widow, I am so happy that I have Her Black Widow team. on my team. And, you know, yeah. she didn't exist before, but I'm replacing someone with Elena. I don't know who, <laughs> but I'm replacing someone with Elena because I'm just, a, my God, she's amazing. I'm already, well, no, Elena would be on my team and just be like, what am I doing here? And then her and Captain Marvel would just be like dry, dry response after dry response to each other to the point where they go to blows. Oh so never yeah. mind. Can't have her. Want her, can't have her. Yeah, I don't know how it would work out. So, you know, thanks for listening, you all. Ortiz, thanks so much for joining us. You what, how how are things with the uh, how are things with Gotham yeah. Gotham podcast and, and tandem? Yeah, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, check us out at uh, podcast uh, um, podcastwithtandem.com. Come on now, <laughs> uh, the, the, the drinks okay. here. Yeah. Podcastwithtandem.com and um, uh, gothampodcaststudio.com. We could uh, at tandem we host your podcast, so we send it out to all the distribution channels like Spotify, Apple. These guys are on it. It's uh, it's, it's got the yes. data points too, so yeah, all good no. things. And then 
the, the analytics Studio. are lovely. There was mm-hmm. one day last week, which I want to thank all of you listeners. We reached a wonderfully nice 69 listeners in one day. <laughs> Woo! <Nice>. And <laughs> um, thank you, France, also, apparently. We have we have a lot of listeners in France. So I'm not sure what it's about. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, dwarfs the amount of listeners in the U.S. <laughs> Not sure Wait, what you what? like about us. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. No way. Because I don't cool. even. I feel like we've even talked shit about France before. <laughs> I mean, we sure did when yeah. we were talking about Johnny English. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We Anytime you did. make a joke at the French expense, we're into it. And like, <laughs> but thanks for sticking with us, France. <laughs> thanks, France. Sorry you didn't make it to the finals in the Euros. Oh, God. maybe. Actually, I don't care. You've won things before. Oh my God, I'm gonna stop burping after drinking beer. <laughs> uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you about Ortiz, though. Um, in a mm. pandemic, you're doing podcasting in the park. Why? Oh yeah. Do you want to meet all of these filthy, filthy people? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so uh, we're doing it as a uh, a lot of things. One, content. Uh, two, show the student the city's coming back. Uh, and then another big thing is like just. We're getting our awareness to our brand, um, so that's those are some of the big reasons we're going doing it. Uh, you would think that what they call like, and I found out what they call Washington Square Park. The kids call it the Wash, so it's like that's the hip, hip word for Washington. Um, I just Never found that out. That. But um, you called NYC uh, the Big Apple the other day, so yeah. Oh know. no! Do you, do, you, do you do you remember how I reacted? Yeah, but you still did it. Well, I just continuously love to hate myself. <laughs> yeah, no, so, um, fuck, yeah. I'm losing something about thought. it being wash and what I would be surprised. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, no, it's just, it's just awareness and it's, it's fun. It's so fun. We had like, you know, you get most random people. You don't get like, yeah, no you might shit. Think you're in New York City just people. putting a mic into people's faces. Yeah. yeah. It's right by the NYU. So you're getting college students, graduates, and things like that. So you're getting a mix. Like, we had, I had like last time we had like, we had a woman that, that was, you know, she had to be like 60s, 70s, like super nice lady. And then, you know, yeah, I interviewed a kid that was eight and his dad was a venture capitalist. So it was like, it was really cool because that's what we're looking for at Tando. Um, but it's, it, you're, you, the things that happen and it's, it's cool is like you're, you're doing like, and people love it. Like they're like, I've always want, like, I, I want to try a podcast. I'm so excited. Like you just, and it's cool because all these people like start crowding around like, what's going on? No one does anything until someone starts. When you get one person, you get a crowd. But until then, it's like empty. Um, <laughs> do, you, but do, you, just, do you give a heads up when this is happening? Yeah. So we're doing it. I'm going to, I got to do like, I'm realizing people want to like, we want to like get more people involved and people have been asking about that. So we're going to start doing it monthly. I don't have set dates for it yet, but I'll, um, I'll pass it along. If anybody just check out our uh, podcast with tandem IG, same thing, podcast with tandem. We'll put post that up there, but yeah, it's, it's in Washington square park. We do it like once a month now and uh, it's really fun. It's yeah. We ask questions too about the pandemic in, in New York city. I asked I asked that question selfishly, but hey, it led you to be able to uh, do a quote because I just wanted to like somehow show up and just be like, hey, just sit down. I'm like, I, that's I a good wanna, question. I, I want I want to learn I want to learn how to podcast. <laughs> I, still, I, still, I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you, you you do need to learn. Take a class. Yeah, I got. I mean, class. so do I. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. <laughs> you guys are structured. It's a really good podcast. Very oh, well thanks. organized. Well, uh, thank you. That is very nice of you. We try. We yeah. try. Great job. 
I don't know about the organization piece. We go on a lot of tangents. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We're on one right now, literally, but like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at Back Porch Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Porchback Media. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those things. Rate and review us. Share your thoughts on the MCU draft and share your thoughts on Black Widow once you've seen it. And did we spoil things for you? Because I don't think we did. All I don't of that think shit we did. was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you feel like we spoiled anything for you, then... Yeah, at Andrew Beam. That's the one. <laughs> that's actually not my name on anything. Perfect. I don't know. At, Go, yeah, you, oh, you know at what? Beam actually, underscore no, 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 O. No, 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 no. Go ahead and send it to at Andrew uh, Beam. I will maybe get your message. I might even respond. Yeah, I might angrily awesome. and a little bit befuddled, but I'll respond. Yeah, at him. At I don't spend any time on social media. At Andrew Bean. At Andrew Bean. Yes. Yeah, but follow us on those things. Rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Bye, everybody. See you.